The American dream is not dead. Listen to Neil and Jeff share their leadership experiences through a new kind of leadership podcast. This is The American Hustle. I'm leveled up. And this is my world Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever, however you are listening to us. Welcome to The American Hustle where we believe the American dream is not dead. This podcast is about leadership, entrepreneurship, business, self-development, you know, all of those good things that we talk about all too often in society and how many people actually act upon it. That is what this podcast is for. I am your host, Neil Simpson, and I am, of course, joined, as usual, by the decorated, esteemed the Italian producer, as his new Instagram <laughs> name, uh, you know, will reveal. And I am your producer, Jeff Shermani. Uh, so obviously, first thing we ask, take a moment, like, subscribe, give us that five-star rating on this show. Uh, coming up in this episode, we're going to dive deep into who are your five. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about what that means. And then don't miss out at the quote of the week at the end of it. Uh, we're going to give you just some uh, a Ron White quote this week. Oh, a Ron White. And I always, uh, you know, Jeff, thank you so much for for handling the business. That's so valuable, folks, that you do, you know, take a moment and review the podcast and make sure you share it with your friends, uh, especially if you've gotten anything out of it. We appreciate that. Uh, you can always communicate with us and, and contribute to the podcast, and we'll tell you how to do that near the end, uh, just to encourage that you are a valuable part of it, not just as a listener, um, but as somebody who can contribute content and ask questions and, and be an active participant. So, you know, stay tuned for that and how you can how you can continue to get involved. We are definitely um, we're a handful of podcasts in at this point. And uh, well, this is episode five for who are your five? Oh, oh, look, at th- that's serendipitous. I'd like to say we planned it that way. We did not. I just realized it, honestly. Right? right. We fell into that with our other podcast series as well. I don't remember what it was. We were, we were some other, you know, number-oriented yeah. uh, situation where we, we just kind of serendipitously ended up with the right series and time frame and blah, 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 blah. So, And then it's important to note, if this is your first time joining us, um, you know, we run a a very successful automotive niche market podcast that has exploded in success um, in a very nominal period of time. But that is only based on the fact that there's a larger, bigger company on the back end that's been toiling in the shadows for, you know, a, a decade full time and, and then myself part time prior to that. And that's kind of the big catalyst. And that's what's given us the you know, the ability to jump off and, and kind of push this forward, combining Jeff and my experience in self-improvement leadership and and arguably trying to talk about some of the things that are not the same regurgitated talking points of your standard leadership, self-improvement, motivational stuff, you know, really kind of cut through the gobbledygook and, and talk about some meat and potatoes of what, what the average person is going through. Right. Right. Not the person who's getting a huge, you know, fat bankroll on the back end. Um, but the person who, you know, has joined that church committee and wants to help grow their, their fellowship and reach that person who, you know, is toiling away making soap in their kitchen and they want to sell it on, you know, e-com platform or something. This is, this is a podcast rooted for those people. Right. And, 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 we're and ultimately not, we're not going to tell you to write a book on how to make a million dollars so you can make a million dollars. Right. Right. You don't have to buy our <laughs> book yet. Right. <laughs> no doubt. So today, um, no, and we leading up to this, we've talked about some, some tactics or techniques for people within, uh, within management, uh, people within, you know, kind of just taking time to plan and prepare, sharpening your axe, which is one that's resonated with a lot of people uh, so far. You might, you might want to go back and check out that episode if this is your first one joining us. Um, but today we're going to be talking one that I think is is so critically valuable. And it does come from a previous uh, episodes where we talk about interviews and, and hiring. So if you are a person who's joining a business or you are a person who's interviewing uh, as, you know, a hiring manager or some type of position, or maybe building your small business and you're hiring those first employees. This one is so hypercritical. I would I would say that it is one of uh, my primary 
core principles of life in general, not just in the workplace, but you know, socially and emotionally. This is one of those pieces that will make or break human beings. And that is choosing wisely the people that you associate and spend the most time with, the people that become your support network. And, uh, and so who are your five, right? And, and that's, you know, where that conversation comes from. You will become, and this is, this is my belief. And, you know, you asked me where this originated. I, I honestly can't place exactly where I ever gleaned this specific information from. So I would love to a claim that I am the one who originated it, but we all know <laughs> that everything is a little bit of a tweak and a twist from something we've we've experienced Correct. before. Um, and I'd love to credit somebody, but I can't because, quite frankly, this was such an uh, impactful piece that I learned at such a young age um, that I probably was like middle school, you know, s- you know, soaking this up. But ultimately, to get back to what I was saying is that you are going to become a combination. Of the five people that you interact with the most. And ultimately, that means that your emotional stability, your drive, your intensity, that is going to become a shared vessel with those individuals. So when it comes to your your family experience, I always say, you know, you, you, you can't pick your family, you know, you pick your friends, you don't pick your friend's nose, that kind of stuff. I've, I've heard that. You heard that one. All right. Um, <laughs> and it, there is a little bit of that when it comes to talking about family relationships and cycles of toxicity. And I'll, I'll table that one and we'll get back to that later. Because ultimately that initial five, you know, and it might be a grandma, grandpa, uh, siblings, parents, so on and so forth when you're very young. And as you continue to grow, you'll be able to grapple with the reality of are these people, you know, helping or hindering my experience. Right. And so ultimately, as we get into that, you know, socially conscious developmental stage of late high school into our young adulthood, this becomes far more critical because this is when young adults really have the ability to break cycles or to build themselves up. Right. And so, you know, whether that person within your circle um, is making good decisions in their life or, you know, they're a narcissist, that's going to impact you and your everyday experience. Yep. So this is applicable when you're hiring. This is, you know, applicable when you're choosing your team or just even your social circle. Um, if you are that one person who's, who's making soap in your kitchen and you're winding down for the day and you want to reach out to somebody, you know, it's more of value to reach out to somebody who is a, a quality mentor or somebody who is a, a good cheerleader for you versus a an enabler yeah. or be somebody who's going to knock you down. A negative Nancy. Negative Nancy's, right? I don't yep. have any, I don't have any time for that negative Nancy who's not willing to to jump on at the train station and and see some vision. Right. Right. Um and and in business I encountered that early on. I I remember um there was a as I started and I was just kind of toiling away by myself. There was uh it was at a pretty low moment. And there was a, an individual who was reasonably within, you know, within one or two social circles removed from me, arguably kind of a popular character. Yeah. And, um, you know, he was a person who was interacting online, you know, constantly. And there were some other young guys thought he was really cool. And um, I didn't really have at that experience. I didn't really have anything good or bad to say about him at that moment. And I remember in, in the beginning when I was, you know, kind of doing this, uh, just in survival mode, uh, it was, it was late at night. Cause that's when I would, you know, I, I would have the, the craziest hours that wasn't helpful to the startup of the business, but that was where we were at. Right. And, um, <clears throat> I remember getting an email kind of in the middle of the night and checking it and it was from this guy and it basically, he was just crap talking me. 
and he was like, hey, get your garbage off the internet. Nobody wants this junk. Wow. Uh, I talked to our local Jeep club. They think you're a clown, like that kind of stuff. And I thought, I mean, I, you know, I, I account him as one of the people that I, I have had a hard time uh, mentally moving past in my life. You know what I mean? So there's one of these motivators, the negative motivators. Um, I try not to hang on to that for a, an emotional piece, but that piece stands out to me. Um, and I just looked at him and I, and I, it took me a long time to kind of not see fire when I, I saw his name or I saw him interact online. Yeah. And to think that he was reasonably within my my reach of social circle right that six seven degrees of kevin bacon we all talked about in the 90s you oh, know yeah. just just barely removed from the business but he was such a he was for whatever he was doing he needed to reach out and he needed to to crap on me that night you know and i just thought there are people who who are really giving him a lot of authority in their life oh yeah right there are people who are looking up to him as an automotive owner uh, there are people who are trying to befriend him because they, they thought he was cool because he had a cool car, you know, those kinds of stuff. He had a neat Jeep. He was involved in the Jeep club, uh, you know, reasonably local to us. And, <clears throat> you know, that type of character who is willing to reach out to a, a startup and, and say some really nasty stuff, um, a guy who's online who's taunting people or trolling people. Right. Um, do you want that character as part of your five. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and so it's, it's valuable to look and, and go, okay, not just how are they treating me, but how are they treating people, you know, outside of our circle? Well, and at the beginning, you kind of said your fam you don't get to choose your family, but I, I want to counter that and say, you do, you absolutely do. Eventually. Yes. Eventually you have to realize that you have to make that choice. Right. But there's times where it's important that, just because they're blood doesn't mean they're family. Sure. Sure. And that's uh, incredibly valuable because uh, for my years in youth ministry, where I'm dealing with youth right in that as soon as they, they're hitting 12, 13, 14 through 17, 18, um, <clears throat> that's exactly when that, that piece of what you're saying comes into comes into to the forefront, yep. right? Because there's a lot of kids at that moment going, uh, you know what? I think my I think my dad might be that guy that Neil was just talking about. Right, right. He's coming home. You know, he he's he's cracking open not just a beer, you know, adult beverage, but he's three, four, five deep. He's sitting on the couch. He's you know just trash talking people to the screen, trash talking people into his phone. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and the kids are at that point going, I don't know that. You know, whether it's a sibling, whether it's a father, whether it's a stepfather, right. uh, a mother. I mean, it could be anybody at that point, yep. you know, that's that's that the kid had accepted pr previously as within their five. Right. Yep. And going, I don't know that that person's really my friend anymore. You know, I don't think that person really should be in my group of five. Yep. And and I, I think that that's it's a valuable turning point. That's a, that young adulthood because you're going Okay, how do I break that cycle? Right, right, and that ultimately um, is yet another conversation about choosing the five because breaking cycles uh, is so valuable for young adults and for adults and business owners and leadership well, and whatnot. And it's also really easy to fall into the trap of thinking because they're that rule breaker, they're the cool person, they're doing that, they're doing that, and you start to follow that person. Yes, but you don't take that moment to realize, Hey, they're just being negative about everything and right. bullying their way to the top. Yes. The bully doesn't stay at the top for long. No. And, and I mean, that's, that's critical. And so I think we can try to unpack a little bit of, uh, the good qualities and maybe some of the negative qualities. And we should try to brainstorm some of that for our listeners yeah. to say, Hey, how do we choose our five? Um, because ultimately one of the questions that I was constantly, um, subjected to was uh, this idea that, hey, I know this person's actually, they're good at their core, right. even though they are doing X, Y, and Z, right? Even though, you know, they're, they're causing problems for some other peers, 
you know, they're actually stealing from the, the company. Uh, I know they're actually at good at their, their core, uh-huh. right? Um, you know, the idea years ago, we had a business that we dealt with. Um, and actually, there's a book. <laughs> there's a particular individual, and for sake of not getting political, he actually writes in his book that he knows he had an employee who was stealing from him. Mm-hmm. Yet that employee actually returned more money than he stole. And so this individual, uh, the business owner, continued to employ him Hmm. because he liked the results that employee X was creating. Huh. And I remember listening to that piece in this book, and it's, a, and it's an incredibly well-received book. And maybe if you're listening and you want to know more about it, you can, you can contact us directly. And again, we'll tell you how to do that near the end of the podcast. Um, <clears throat> I'll tell you about this part. And I remember listening to this part and the business owner saying, hey, I like what the guy brought to the table. So I knew he was skimming off me. I knew I was losing money on him. But, uh, you know, all these other facets I was willing to put up with. And I thought to myself... I, I just can't disagree more I, right? because um, if I account that person within my five, that individual then starts to turn and shift the other, you know, other quality behaviors of the other four yeah. away. Yep. It changes them and it'll eventually change me. And ultimately... It, it's dragging you down instead of up. Correct. Correct. Because other people who will be positive contributors, who, who will push your vision forward are going to see that and go, well, I know he can get away with this. So I'm going to steal. I'm going to do illegal things. I'm going to cause problems right, elsewhere. Right, right. And that will ultimately just result in a negative outward exposure for yourself, it's, for you as the core. I mean, that goes back to the broken window policy in New York City mm-hmm. uh, that if they couldn't stop the, the jaywalkers because it was you know, there was all these different things. The window washers, they couldn't stop. So they started with a broken window policy. Any little thing. There was a broken window on the street. If there was a piece of graffiti, we clean that up. Sure. If somebody does a minor crime, they get in trouble. Now, I, in some aspects, that may have got put in too aggressively. Sure. But it's that same mentality. You can't let the little things go by like that. Right. You got to you gotta keep moving forward. Right. And it's that idea of the, the, the fastest way to get rid of a good employee is to tolerate a bad one. Correct. And and that is part of your five, right? That's just an extension. Yep. The the you know, the fastest way to get rid of a positive influence in your life is to tolerate a negative one, to enable that negative influence to remain in your in your personal circle. And I believe uh, you know, the, a lot of people will say everybody's good at the core. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that that's true. Sure. I do believe most people are. Mm-hmm. And, and in a life or death situation, most people are going to do the right thing. Sure. However. That's a big conversation. That's a big conversation. Right. My, my point to that, though, is there are, there's not enough time in the day for you to waste your five on that one. And, and Life is too short, man, right? To, to, to try and save all of the lost souls. And I, as a... As a as an individual, I want to stand in that gap between you know between divinity and earth, and I want to save the souls. I want to lead by right. example, you know. And you're going to save some along the way, and <clears throat> and that and I'm not saying you shouldn't. Correct, and that's important for our listeners to understand that this is not an all or nothing situation. Right. This is, hey, this person is in a moment where they are choosing not to better their own situation. I understand if you have a good individual, somebody who's been downstruck in, in their life, and now they're actively taking steps to better themselves in their situation, cool. I'm Go there to support in. them. Yep. Go all in, yep. you know? Uh, but so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell a story from last week, actually. Sure. I was, and I'm just going to call out the business because I feel it needs to be called out. I went to Giant Eagle. Okay. As I was checking out, the cashier is, how are you today? Well, and for for our listeners, and if you're not from you know northeastern United States, Giant Eagle is a it's a, a grocery store, predominant grocery store, yeah, um, you know, which has huge scope and reach within a you know a huge eastern market, northeastern market. Correct. Yep. Okay. So uh, as far as it goes, their their cashier, how are you doing today? And I'm like, hey, I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, not so good. I've had better. And I'm thinking, first off, I'm like, wow, that's <laughs> right. You, to have an employee who's essentially the face of the company in that moment, yes, just be like that. Yes, that's that's disappointing. Yes, that's 
shame on Giant Eagle for not doing something to, to boost their morale or help that employee out. Right. The next step, though, was this is my five minutes to make a difference in his life. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, hey, what's going on? <laughs> okay. Not always the right choice. Right. In right. this situation, I feel it could have been. Um, and he said, well, I got suspended for school for five days. And just life's not going well right now. Okay. I'm like, okay. Well, what happened at school? Well, it wasn't fighting, if, that, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I was, I was just kind of curious. Right, right. Like, what's going Are you okay? Everything all right? Yeah. He was like, ah, blah, blah, and just kind of, that was it. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I'm like, okay, well, hope you have a great day. <laughs> yeah. Hope it gets better for you. And he's like, yeah, could you fill out that survey? I might get a paid day off if you do it. <laughs> like, okay, all right. Well, have have a good day and right. left it at that. Right. I I just don't understand as a company as a manager, you should be able to recognize that in your employees. Right. You should be able to recognize that your employees having a bad day and maybe you have to register at that moment is not the right thing. Yes. I'm not saying that you got to send them home. Yes. But let's let's talk to that employee and figure things out. No doubt. And you know, and that's. That's a conversation, um, and hopefully this podcast will be around from years from now. It's almost a, a, a conversation about what's happening in our markets at this exact moment because, quite frankly, we there's a lot of businesses that just need warm bodies and pulses to do what they perceive as you know uh, momentary tasks. Correct. Right, which is ultimately where some of these big companies like the Giant Eagles, the Home Depots, the Lowe's, the Walmarts, so on and so forth, where they get themselves – in trouble, right? Because yep. um, they're doing what I call band-aid hires. Totally. And then the band-aid gets ripped off constantly. Totally. And as a society, um, as a society, we are we are being poked a lot, right? It's not like, I mean, ultimately, getting suspended from school is a pretty big deal, but it's not like he said, oh, yeah, hey, my, my mom died yesterday, and... My dog ran away and, you know, I he didn't sing a me crash. a country song, right? He didn't sing you a great 80s, 90s country song, right? Um, but a fantastic reference. And, and, and so, so ultimately, you know, like it's a perspective issue. Things could be, could, things could be a little better for him, you know? And, and as you're saying, as far as the, the management, uh, context, being able to step in and, and identify those things and, identify the fact that as a society we're getting poked constantly right and then how do we maneuver our people because ultimately while to use this five in our immediate social circle and part of who we are uh, as humans and I think that that's really the the big breadth of the concept or theory for me for our listeners for our team the same five goes for who you're at work uh, who you are on your bowling team who you are on your you know, your, your, your city council, you know what I mean? That type of experience, those cultures and organizations will also be affected by that primary five, you know, five, a core group, right. you know? So I, I too had a, an interesting experience over the weekend and it was a little bit on the other end. It was almost hyper aggressive, you know, which also uh, could be, as I, as I feel like a catalyst for, you know, some of these in not so good interactions. Yeah. And how it was handled by my group that I was out to dinner with frustrated the heck out of me. I was mad. And that was because this particular group that I was out with was kind of a new group of people. It was a new group of five, if you will. Yeah. And one of those individuals handled something in a manner that which my wife and I would not handle the situation. We would be more tolerant oh. and say, you know, hey, I think this person's having a bad day or, hey, I think there was a miscommunication. I would be more willing to be like, you know what? I'm going to let this go. And instead, one of the, these individuals ended up writing a nasty note to, you know, to the management, uh, to the ownership of the establishment that we were at, left it on the table. Um, it's in a, in a very public space. And, and while they didn't make a big scene and yell at anybody or anything like that, the nature of how they addressed 
their concerns, their frustrations was not representative of me and how I tend to pick my five. Right. And yet because of that momentary, you know, gathering, they became an extension of me. Yep. And that for my listener or for our listeners is so valuable is to say that when you're in that group, that this concept of that five, they become an extension of you yep. and you an extension of them. Correct. And so that's when you're actually talking about who you are socially, personally, mentally, spiritually, uh, and professionally, that you're going to start to use a little bit of their language. Yep. You're going to think a little bit like them. And, and that is so, so critical and if to you, understand. If you don't think that's true, go spend a year in another country. Sure. You're going to pick up an accent. Yes. Yes. You're going to. Oh my gosh. I can spend a weekend in North Carolina and, and, uh, and you know, get a, a little bit of a, correct. a you know, particular accent to it. Absolutely. And that is so, such a good, you know, tip of the iceberg explanation. Yep. So we had said we we're going to talk a couple of these characteristics that we should or shouldn't look for. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to share one more experience okay. from this weekend that will explain the opposite of what we just talked about. Okay. A more valid and appropriate experience. Great. Obviously, uh, if you've listened to our other podcast, you know I, I like to shop at Lowe's. Okay. I'm going to call out Lowe's for this because kudos to Lowe's on this job. Oh, okay. Um, I was looking through lumber. I needed 100 2x4s. Mm-hmm. I wanted the true 8-footers, not the, the 92 and 5.8s. Yep. I started loading the wrong ones. Didn't realize I was loading the wrong oh, ones until I was about half loaded. Uh, I realized it. And then the stack that I actually needed, there was almost nothing left in. It was very low stock. Oh, sure, sure. So um, my wife and I started unloading the cart and switching it back. And a gentleman from Lowe's actually came over and offered to help and started helping us put that back and helped us count out 100 onto a a better setup than what I was trying to do with a cart Mm. uh, so that we could carry out 100 all in one cart, nice and easy. Um, when, When we ran out of decent looking wood because the rest was really either cobbed up sure. severely warped yeah, i mean it was yeah. it, i wasn't trying to be overly picky but some of it was just really bad so they actually brought went got another palette ran out of paint for to mark the ends because they marked the ends so the cashier knows which color okay which which pricing sure ran out of the red paint came out looked for the red paint at the front where it normally would be it was out there had to go over to paint and have it mixed oh boy got the wrong Wrong type of paint for, I didn't know there was a type of paint they had to use, but wrong type of paint, whatever. Yeah. Either way, super apologetic, super polite, super helpful. They even rolled the carts out with us. We ended up with three carts of product uh, for a camper build that we're working on. Sure. Three carts, helped load it into the truck, and then we realized there was a a panel door that was damaged, and we didn't Mm. catch it. He literally carried it back in. All the way from the lumber yard over to customer service desk, which is the other end of the store, <laughs> carried it. Sure. With with my wife walking that way so that they could credit a difference back on that door yeah. or swap it out. And then right. it, we ended up taking a credit on it. But he did all of that while I was strapping the, the stuff into the bed of the truck and loading the kids up. Right. And I'm thinking, that guy didn't have to do any of that. No. That's not in his job description. No. He right. went above and beyond. He did a wonderful thing. Right. And that's memorable. That's the kind of person that I want to be associated with. Yeah. And that's, that's ultimately, uh, when we are choosing, you know, go back to that organizational structure when we're choosing uh, our employees, because that is very much a choice, right? Um, when you are an organization, uh, to look at the Lowe's employee versus your giant Eagle employee, they, they made a last, they made an impression on you. Absolutely. And whether you're going to remember that impression in five, seven, ten years from now, you probably won't. But you will have this this little pin, you know, pin size experience in the back of your brain going, you know, I like Lowe's. Yeah. Something weird happened to Giant Eagle. You know what I mean? And that's 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 just going to be somewhere buried down in your subconscious. Yep. You know, and so that that customer centric and that was uh, what I heard you share was that you know you had somebody who was authentically uh, involved with creating a positive customer experience. Correct. They were customer centric in their approach. Yep. And that's just about being a, a good person and taking pride in what you're doing. Exactly. Right. I mean, we can just the, we the can core value that of that is taking pride and just genuinely being good and authentic. Yep. And and in that moment, like you said, they didn't exactly have to do that, but they are employed. 
by Lowe's, a retail, lumber, hardware, you know, establishment. Right. And so that's what they're doing in that moment for that eight hours, for that six hour shift, whatever it might be. They're just doing that to the best of their ability. And that could be if that person is, you know, a, a manager, you know, water boy on the football team. Right. That, that two hours, he's just going to do his job and take pride in it and, and value that experience. It could be you making soap in your kitchen. Yep. Right. And so those are things that when we're looking at who, uh, who we're choosing to be in our five to help shape who we are, the, the nature of character, right, comes to mind. And, and I, th I think when you talk about character, if you talk about how you feel when you experience somebody's character, mm -hmm. if you experience their negative character, you're going to feel negative. Mm -hmm. If you experience their positive side of character, you're going to feel a positive experience. You're going to feel good about yourself. Right. And that's why you should surround yourself with the positives, not the negatives. Yes. And, and, and sometimes, you know, character for me, uh, as, as, as the, the quality itself is, is similar to, you know, potentially along the lines of integrity. And I'm, I'm sure we could split hairs on, on words themselves, but the concept of who you are when nobody's looking. Correct. Right. And so a person operating with character um, in the positive, you know, nomenclature is, you know, who they are when they're by themselves, yep. when they're left to do a task. Yep. And your Lowe's guy could have easily walked right past you, not loaded the lumber yep. or, or helped you unload it and reload it. Yep. Could have easily said, hey, I'm not in paint. That's somebody else's job. Yep. Or. You know, as far as the door is concerned, could have said, hey, you guys figure that out. You know, I'll meet you up at customer service. And I understand that there's a level of efficiency that may or may not come with some of them uh, when it comes to management, you know. And oh, yeah. That, that we could the world we live in in 2023 is splitting hairs over. Well, he wasn't over in lumber because he was at customer service. Eh, whatever. You right, know. right. Yeah, I probably just got this guy in trouble because he wasn't actually doing something he was supposed to. Right, I don't know. Right, but right, right, right. As far as, as the experience and seeing his had. character, yes, he had good character. Yes. And and I think that that's of value to say, um, you know, when you are choosing that, uh, that person. The other thing that I really like is self-awareness, right? I like people... Uh, who can kind of look upon themselves and say, hey, is this something that I am doing well? Is this something that I could approve upon? Uh, how, did I in, how did I react to this situation? And if I didn't, can I take, you know, if I didn't react well, can I take action to make it better? Yeah. You know, those are all concepts of self-awareness, you know. Um, which is not one that we often talk about, right? As, as far as, I mean, it's reasonably tossed around, but it's one of the things that I really like, um, to see in people going, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm reflecting upon myself. I'm looking in the mirror and being critical Yeah, uh, because one of my own criticisms uh, against humanity is oftentimes we, we refuse to look in the mirror, um, when something has gone wrong, you know? Oh yeah. Um, and, and that's. And that's that's important uh, because the people who are refusing to take any responsibility, you you have to cut them, right? Yep. And uh, from you have to cut them from your from your five, right? And, and that's where I learned a long time ago, and I don't remember where this came from either. But it was change your people or change your people. Okay, what? Tell me about that. So change your people. Uh, the first step is if you're five. Are the five you want to be around, mm -hmm. but maybe there's some some bad habits in there. Mm -hmm. Help to alleviate those bad habits. Get mm -hmm. rid of those. If you can't, or if uh, I'm going to call them energy vampires. Oh, nice. If, if yeah. they're energy vampires, just constantly draining you of energy, mm -hmm. then you just change them completely. They're out of your five. Mm -hmm. Change your people, or change your people. Right. That's and and that is so valuable um, because it's just a fun way to to. To think about the fact that you you you're going to have to have a revolving door, yep. um, ish, right? Uh, the idea is that you you shouldn't, but sometimes you're going to have to eliminate these people or eliminate an individual or the habits of those individuals. So, you know, ultimately, um, if you have somebody in your family who's abusing drugs or alcohol or something to that effect, and they're unwilling to change. 
you're going to have to cut them off. Right. Well, and, and additionally, not only that, but as soon as you become the smartest person in the group of five, <laughs> you're in the wrong group. Yeah. You should never be the smartest. Yeah. Yeah. There should always be somebody smarter than you that's in your group that you're gleaning information from. Sure. Sure. Yeah, that you're always trying to trying to partner and, and, and share resources and share information and the um, constant growth, constant growth, growth mindset. Right. Yep. And you want that group to be around you, uh, sharing in that growth mindset. Yeah. So that character, that growth mindset, that self-awareness, those are all, those are all character traits that we really, um, want to, to, you know, to, to kind of judge our interactions upon, right. Yeah. Not, not necessarily the individual and whether they like, you know, Pepsi or Coke or that kind of stuff. That's, you know, that's all superficial gobbledygook. You know, yep. if you're a, a sports fan and they don't like your rival, that, that's that's neither here nor there. Right. right. We need to be, you know, surrounding ourselves by people who want to see us successful, who want to share in vision. Yep. And and then ultimately uh, have that growth mindset to look at the, the necessary steps to move forward. Yeah. And that's not always going to be an easy process, right? That's not easy necessarily. And we're not, I'm not recommending anybody takes the easy way out. Um, when it comes to family or, or personal stuff, sometimes you're going to have to go to counseling. Yeah. You, you, you've chosen that spouse of yours and now you're not getting along. You need to go to counseling. You're going to have to have a mediator and have that conversation. And that's the first part of change your people. But as part of that, it may not just be the, the person that you need to change. It may be yourself. Uh, and that is, that is exactly uh, that critical eye, that self-awareness of yourself in that process and changing, you know, the change of your people, that could be you as your own person. Yep. You know what I mean? And that's, I, I, I love that point. And I want to make sure that our listeners are understanding that this is not all about, Hey, again, because if that's, if that's what you're getting from it, it's, it's not all out there. It's, it's within you and how you're interacting with people, yep. uh, with your social circle, with your, your folks who are developing these core aspects of Whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, whether it is at work, whether it is on a, a committee or subcommittee, yeah. um, whether it is a, a, a social outreach reach organization, um, that, that this is critical, the, the character, the integrity, the core values of those people that you're most regularly associating with. Well, and that's the, the next point I have with that is cleaning out your feed. Yeah. Uh, because if you're constantly on social media and your news feed whatever platform if mm -hmm. your news feed is constantly negative stuff yes well you've got the wrong stuff in your feed it's going to bring you down constantly overly sensationalized and and Over, that's yep. and that's so valuable in this 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 day and age is that we are constantly subjected uh, to to kind of uh, resounding echo chambers Yep. and i think that at some time in the future we'll actually have a conversation about your echo chamber yep um, because that is such a an incredibly important thing that I feel like needs to be on the tip of everybody's tongue, and yet it's not, right? right? Um, but ultimately, businesses make money by uh, encouraging you to believe that you're not in an echo chamber, right? right? That this is coincidental, that this is popping up in front of you because – Hey, I'm just excited to see this or be exposed to it. Well, and I didn't, I didn't use it as our quote this week, but I almost did. Okay. There's, and I don't remember the exact wording or who it was yes. by, but it was, uh, don't be an echo, be your own voice. Mm, okay. Which, which I can, I can 100% dig. Um, but, uh, you know, um, I'm sorry. I got a, a little bit, the, the being our own voice. I was distracted by the fact that uh, I thought I was having a, a unique voice this weekend to myself, and then big tech, big tech touched me. Um, I circled back around in my own personal interest to four wheelers this weekend, right? So I'm uh, those people who follow along on our other social media um, know that I'm building a house. I have a piece of property that we're developing, and uh, most recently uh, we had a family. Uh, utility four-wheeler that my grandparents own. My sister's buying it back, so I help her get it back this weekend. Um, so then just randomly, I'm, I'm hanging out on, um, <clears throat> on Facebook Marketplace specifically. And I promise you, I promise you, Jeff, all I did was click on a couple more four-wheelers 
than I normally do, right? Yep. I, I did not go into Google and search any uh, any off-road uh, you know, and, and, and ATV stores. Yep. I did not search a specific uh, you know, brand or manufacturer. I didn't even search it in the search bar. But because of my my suggested algorithm in my Facebook feed, yep. a side-by-side or a four-wheeler will naturally show up. Because again, echo chamber. Yep. You know what's not in my Facebook feed? Crocheted blankets, right? Uh, it will be now that you talked about well, it. Well, now that I talked about it, right? <laughs> right? The book of faces is always listening. <laughs> You know, and the thing is, there's 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 not crocheted blankets, there's not bottle collections or right. coin collections, or anything, because that's not my personal interest. Right. Microphones, you know, you as the producer, there might be audio equipment and constantly and, and, and guitars, instruments. <laughs> right? That's not in mine, and I so I know people are selling it because I'm conscious. Yep, but it's not in my feed because I'm not interested right. in it. But what is in my feed are the things that I am personally most interested in. So then I'm constantly exposed to those, uh, those items, you know, trucks and four wheelers and yeah, heavy equipment and automotive stuff. And you know, that kind of stuff. I promise you in my actual Facebook feed, I had a paid advertisement for a four wheeler manufacturer. Yep. And I thought to myself, what Facebook did in that moment was they actually just saw that I clicked on more four-wheelers than I usually do. Yep. They knew the algorithm. And and so cleaning out your feed, and so depending on what your level of social awareness should be, is understanding that we are constantly getting a more narrowed and narrowed focus because, quite frankly, businesses, corporations, companies, they benefit from that. Yep. And so they pay money for that to then be your consumer experience. Yep. And and ultimately that's applicable to just who you are socially and emotionally. Again, if there's a bunch of negative Nancy's, um, if there's people who are really into, I, I personally had one, I almost never clean out my feed and I'll talk about that in a second. Um, but I had one who was really into some very weird, morbid things and I was like, nope, can't do it. You know, like, Hey, I got to delete you. Um, well, because and- that was just, too weird for me now on that flip side of things when i talk about cleaning out the feed i'm not talking about necessarily deleting or removing friends okay exactly what you're talking about with the algorithm Mm -hmm. if you're constantly clicking into those negative posts yes those are the posts you're going to see more often yes if you just scroll right past it facebook knows yes social media whatever platform they know they they're tracking all of that they're tracking your click activity they're tracking your your read rate on the screen if Mm -hmm. you're just scrolling past the drama ones and not clicking into them, you're going to see less and less of them. Right. But the more of those drama ones that we associate with, even if it's just reading through it, Correct. the more that we will accept that behavior as appropriate, yep. right? We will go, hey, it's okay to rant and rave and write letters or notes to the wait staff or to the management and you know, not be tolerant or, or maybe excusable to say, hey, you know what, there's two parties at fault and blah, 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 blah. You know, the more often we're going to be like, well, they should have done this, that, and a third, and I'm mad, you know, uh, because now we go, well, I saw so-and-so was mad. Or you might not even be conscious about the fact that you're constantly surrounded by drama. And I think that that's a big part of what we're dealing with socially or societally, is that echo chamber has continued to narrow with lots and lots of drama and, you know, sensationalized behaviors, realistically. Yeah. So cleaning your feed and making sure that, you know, we have a more, uh, you know, arguably clean, you know, you've eliminated some of that negativity Yep. is valuable. Absolutely. Now, for me, and I, I was just kind of touch point because I want my, I don't want an echo chamber, right? And so I think that's a, and again, I think why we would spend a, a whole session on talking about that is to try and kind of glean or figure out what that, what is that, yeah. right? Um, I want a really broad experience. I want people who are politically opposed to each other or people who, you know, and unfortunately what I always see is, they have self, you know, self-created echo chambers, and because 
I have a broad uh, market reach myself with my my own profile. I'm constantly seeing people who are religiously, you know, one way or the other, politically one way or the yep. other, socially, whatever it might be. And I then think you that's, see the people. I think that's important to becoming your own voice, though, is understanding and seeing all aspects, not just falling into that. And and that's 100%, you know, I wanted to tie into what, you know, your quote and what your, your, your comment was, is that for me to develop my own voice, my own theories, my own approach and experience to the world is understanding the broad, you know, swath of society. Yep. Right. Because if we clean our feed too much, then all of a sudden we start to accept that everybody thinks the way we do. Correct. And that's just not the case. Correct. Right. Our, our five are critical, but we have to then understand how we exist in the world around us. Yep. You know, so, so incredibly important things, folks, you know, again, some of those, some of those traits that we want to look for is, you know, is, are, is, are these individuals in our life operating with, with character, with integrity? Um, I understand there's a lot of people who are good at their core, like, you know, like Jeff was alluding to, um, but are they making active choices? Are they, you know, constantly kind of trying to have a growth mindset? Are they trying to live in that? You know what I mean? Because people are affected by the world around them, their feed, their drama, that, that kind of stuff. And so they might find themselves in a point in life where you are not being bettered by having them in your immediate inner circle. Right. So it's valuable that you choose wisely. And arguably, uh, as you become more successful and you experience some of these traits yourself, there's going to be a lot of people who want to jump on your ship. They want to, they're going to want to ride your coattails. And sometimes those are the people who do not have all of the pieces that you're putting together, the traits that you're utilizing. Right. And, and so choosing whether you should allow that person into your inner circle or not is so, so valuable. You know, look at that self-awareness and say, hey, is this person taking responsibility for their actions or is it always somebody else's fault? Are they always the victim? Right. We are living in a weird period of time where there's a lot of victims across a lot of boards. And for me, that's a very hard concept oh, because yeah. it's a lot of people saying, well, that person was mean to me. And then they're pointing their finger right back and going, no, you were mean to me first. Yep. What? I feel like we're on the playground again yep. as adults. Yep. So we're living in a weird time where that's become more accept, uh, acceptable based on the fact that, you know, that we are in these echo chambers, that we are being exposed to this this drama. So clean your feed, you know, and that's both tech oriented and in your life itself. Correct. But I think we have a quote of the week before we uh, depart here. Yep. Cool. And this is my world now. So our quote of the week, I believe that if life gives you lemons, you should make lemonade and try to find somebody whose life has given them vodka and have a party. <laughs> and that's Ron White for you. I, you know, I, um, I, I do take, I, I take a lot of joy in not reading the quote of the week um, <laughs> so that I can be, you know, uh, fully, fully experiencing it with our listeners um, as well. And just kind of, you know, so there's no kind of mental preparation in the process. And of course, I think we've all heard the, you know, life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Yep. Right. And leave it to Ron White to, to, to upchurch it and, and give it some, give it a little pizzazz, if you will. Yeah. You know, um, and if you're not familiar with Ron White and you're listening, he's a great, uh, you know, kind of country inspired comedian. Um, and when I say great, he's, he's achieved a, a certain level of success. Oh, that, yeah. You know, has made him relatively a household name in a lot of different circles. Uh, and, and how funny is it is this idea that, yeah, we can make lemonade and then, and then ultimately we can, you know, we can add to it and, and get a little funky in the process. Well, and I thought it was fitting because you can literally, he's, he's telling you to find your five. Okay. Find, find that other person that can make it even better. Yes. You've I got, like it. You've That's got great. lemonade. But you need somebody else to make it even better. I love it, man. That was that was great. And I actually, I think we just gotta we gotta we gotta leave it on that, yep. right? Absolutely. Fantastic, folks. Like I mentioned before, you can join in the conversation. We want to hear from you. Not only do we want those reviews online and helping push this forward, but we want you to be a valuable input 
for the content and creation of this podcast. So you can reach out and you can email Jeff directly at J-E-F-F-C at S-F-J-4-X-4.com. Or you can reach us on our text only number, which is 440-855-2100. Again, that's 440-855-2100. You can reach out to us, uh, you know, Leave us a message. You can say, hey, I'd really like to hear you guys talk about this. Can you expand upon, you know, this other thing? If you want to, you know, uh, offer some some content and creator stuff, we're happy to be, you know, uh, to uh, put that into our conversation. Or uh, if you're looking for some feedback on something that's going on in your own world or life, you know, we're certainly happy to try to you know, to weigh in and, you know, kind of see what we might do in that situation. So I hope that this has been a valuable uh, time with us. I know that certainly we enjoy talking about some of these concepts, expanding upon them, talking about maybe some of the concepts that are lesser unpacked in the leadership uh, community. And, uh, you know, and, and that you will consider joining us again in the future here on The American Hustle. And this is my the American dream is not dead. We want to help you along the way. With over 40 years of combined leadership experience, we want to help you succeed. Share your stories, ask us questions, and believe in the American dream. Through Heart and Hustle, we will show you the path of success and hopefully have a little fun along the way. You can email us at jeffc at sfj4x4.com or text us at 440-855-2100. Until next time, lead with your heart and keep hustling.